Blog Talk Radio. The show, Keep It Magic, is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com.
And welcome to Keep It Magic. We are the hottest internet Wiccan and Pagan show on the internet, at least in my opinion. <laughs> I'm Storm Sestavani, and I'm here, of course, with the lovely and glamorous Miss and Sultry, Miss uh, Jackie Smith. Um, you can uh, visit our sponsor, Coventry Creations, by going to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. Um, I am kind of shocked that you did not know that that was Mariah Carey. It's only one of her biggest hits, and she had her first number one single in 1990. Remember, we've had this conversation. I know you weren't listening to music back then. I was a hippie girl. I wasn't listening to pop music. I was totally into my um, to my hippie days, and 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 really at that time, I I was married to a man who hated music. He hated it. he did, he liked TV, and that was it. You should have known that that was the reason for a divorce, right there. Right. So, you yeah. see the sign. That was just like a sign from Jesus, honey. You should have known that right away. <laughs> God was sending you a message. <laughs> I worked at a computer firm before I um, started my company, mm-hmm. and there was no music to be had there either. Um, except every now and again, if he was really trying to solve a problem, he'd put on classical. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and then I put on um, the classic rock. So underneath all this glitz and glamour is a nerd? Oh, absolutely. I'm a total dork. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I'm a total dork. Actually, I, I had finally admitted to um, out loud to, to Patty and Heatherly when we were in Denver that um, – I actually really, really get super excited when everything matches. I know that's not the way um, you should decorate. Yeah. But I still like matchy-matchy. Um, you know, it's like, you know, I get excited when, when uh, like, I wear the same outfit as somebody else. I know people get upset about that, but, I mean, that's, I'm such a dork when it comes to stuff like that. Well, you know, if, if my um, proclivities um, were a little bit worse, Jackie, I would uh-huh. get out of the bed in the morning and get on a hazmat suit, so. <laughs> <laughs> Total body protection. <laughs> I think you would just get out the sterile um, can of latex and just cover yourself. Yeah. <laughs> to reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to www.coventrycreations.com. To reach me off the air, go to www.psychicfriendsnow.com. You can uh, like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash keeping it a magic. And also you can follow us on Twitter, um, which is at uh, keep it magic as well. So Jackie, um, you just got back from Massachusetts. Um, tell me about, we talked last week about um, uh, the angel class that you did. Um, tell me what happened with the uh, uh, the spiritual entrails class or whatever it is that you had. Spiritual entrails? Yeah. That's a new class. I'm going to teach that one. Uh, <laughs> soul parts. Penny okay, there we go. Maybe <laughs> I saw the class on, on soul parts and what they mean and how to clear them and why you have them and what they're good for. And uh, soul parts, good God, Lord, what are they good for? Anyway, um, I don't know where that came from. But uh, it was a good class. It's always, I've, this, Patty, I've taught that class a couple of times, and I really enjoy um, teaching that one. I like teaching with Patty anyway. We kind of like, we'll say something, and then we'll look at each other going, take it. So you're next. That's <laughs> really cute. But um, I, 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 uh, I love how it opens people's eyes because one of the things we talk about in that class is how um, you know everybody when they talk about soul parts and this and that, it's always like what somebody has done to me. And then I love 
talking about how you, the reason why you, meaning the universal you, would give your soul parts to somebody else. And it's usually to control. <laughs> and when you're being a little too much of a control freak or you want somebody to have your point, point of view, and we talk about how you have just as many out there as you have, um, you know, that, that have hit you. And that really challenges some people. And um, it's like, no, we're all part of it. Yeah. I mean, most of it's unconscious. Just works on the spiritual realm, another dimension, and uh, it can it can uh, weigh you down. And and there's times when I have to. Well, we both we've talked about this before with both of us. Is that um, we've you and I have t- have done that. We have cleared each other's soul parts out because you know when we're trying to help each other, yeah. when you're hurt or I'm hurt, and that's one of the reasons. One of the ways you can send yourself out, break off pieces of yourself, just kind of hold the space for that person. Send them, send them the love, and then you usually take a piece of them back to you. And then what happens is that it becomes very uncomfortable after a while. Yeah. And then that's when all of a sudden your relationship breaks up because you just can't handle it anymore. You need to separate yourself. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Uh, I agree with you. One of the things that Jung said that I think kind of um, goes very much with this is that he basically stated that if somebody comes into your life and plays an important part in your life, then they're part of your myth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, that they're playing some form of an inner role in some way for you. So that would be um, a soul part. So if you have you know, part of your particular mythic script um, uh, involved uh, you know, somebody coming in and... Uh, uh, you know, like you have abandonment issues, then basically mm-hmm. what you're going to attract is people that can play that particular mythic role out for you. Now, the great thing is is that Jung said um, also that there is no um, a, a rule that says that you have to live a myth the way that it's lived. Um, so you can take your particular power back in regards to your own personal story, and that reminds me a lot of what you're talking about with Soul Park. It's true. It, you learn you learn how to not do it anymore. I, I think about times when, you know, my circle of friends changed drastically, painfully, in, in a rip and tear way. Yeah. And um and how painful that was, and and how that was very much, um you know, being cast out, being shunned by by the tribe. Uh-huh. And um, and a lot of that was of my making. Uh-huh. Because it was uncomfortable. I got too close. I got too, and it was very much um. You know, I, I had a habit of having one friend at a time uh-huh. who I my life was absorbed by theirs or vice versa. And um, and so when you went through um, some challenges with changing your circle of friends, too, it's like, oh, we know about this, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> and so understanding how to um, lovingly give back. Because uh-huh. we, all, we all, you know, we all do this naturally out of love as well as out of control. Uh-huh. Parents do that with their kids, and you know we want them protected out in the world. So the first time they like are away from home and asleep, over there's a little piece of you that goes with them, and you kind of like tap your fingernails on the counter until it's you know ten o'clock the next morning. And go get them. You know. uh-huh. Well, one of the things that that I have learned about both of us um, over the period of the past four years is that um, on the outside I have the very tough 
tough as, you know, iron. You can't break through an exterior. But on the inside, there's the gush. You know what I mean? Um, you, on the other hand, have the gush on the outside. And then, <laughs> and I'm not talking about anything. <laughs> First, I'm talking about emotional side. Right. Um, you, you have the more the, uh, the gush on the outside. But on the inside, there's that very, very solid core. And I know that one of the, um, uh, one of the most, um, uh, uh, awakening moments that I've had with you was when you sat down and told me, Storm, we're going to have to toughen your skin. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, it's so funny that you say that because so many people talk about how I'm so strong and 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 they feel like they can't get to know me. And, and that was a while ago when a few people said that, but I'm a boss. And so yeah. a lot of people say, get very nervous about me. I'm like, I'm just your boss. And even last couple weeks ago when... Um, we had a little changing of the guard here um, between several different, losing some employees, gaining some employees, and I had some time that I needed filled, and, and my 15-year-old um, said that she would do it, and that she would work, and so I went over to the staff, and I said, all right, my daughter's going to come work these hours. You put her to work. She's not my daughter, and if she's annoying, if she's this, you let me know, and I go, and I know I'm your boss, and I know you would never say that to me, but I'm asking you to, to go, or go through other channels. If she's not working out, so um, because she's not my daughter when she's out there working with you, and they all kind of rolled their eyes and they're like, "You're always the boss," and she's always going to be the boss's kid. Yeah. And <laughs> but, um, but but there's been other challenges where people are so afraid of me, and I'm like, "Really?" Because I'm just a kind of a pushover. I mean, you laugh at my jokes, and I pretty much will do anything for you. <laughs> yeah. How do you think I got this kick? <laughs> Vice versa. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's just it was it's a great class. I love teaching that class, and I did record it. I haven't listened to the recording, but Patty and I did a good job recording it because we're I'm really working diligently on making sure my classes are recorded because um, so many people you know want want those classes. They want to download mm-hmm. them yeah. or turn them into um, webinars. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I, there's a lot of people I think that want your particular teaching, but you know they can't travel. You know uh, right. the particular distance, and you may not be available in their particular town for you know 40 or 50 more years. Right. And what I learned is, if, uh, or ever, I you know well, here's what I've learned. I'm tired. Yeah. Travel is is you've got two wasted days. So if I have a three day three day appearance, I've got two days which are absolutely exhausting because those are travel days. Um, and nothing really can happen on those days because I'm tired and I'm old. But um, but those three days when I'm in a store, I'm literally there for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So I have three 12-hour days and those two travel days. But So basically I've put in 40 hours in three days, yeah. close to. Um, close to 40 hours in three days. And then, and I usually do that in the weekend. So I have worked and I come back and I work again. Yeah. So there's no days off in between, and because that doing classes and what doing classes is is not what butters my bread. Exactly. Nor does it get me a loaf of bread. <laughs> I get no sandwich from it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Miss um, Baraya, who at the top of the who I played her song Dream Lover, uh, at the top of the hour just got her a big old sandwich. Did she? She is now. Uh, the new judge of American Idol, um, Stephen Tyler and Jennifer Lopez both quit. 
Um, so Mariah is the first announced new judge. Um, well, I, you know what? That's a lot of work, and I can see you saying, okay, I'll take a season off and do this, but mm-hmm. after that being done with that, going, yeah, I can't commit. The thing here is, though, and this is what um, uh, I think that these stars, I think you know, Mariah and Brittany are both looking at this. Um, I did hear through some private uh, gossip channels that they did offer um, Madonna an ungodly amount of money to do American Idol. And she said, maybe in a few years. I'm not ready now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe in a few years. Um, you know, cool. But, you know, she just she just sold the biggest grossing tour of all time, uh, right. $750 uh, million. Well, so, yeah, and who would want to give that up for some... Yeah, $12 million gig. Um, right. <laughs> but, although Jackie and I, if you want us to judge, we will judge, and I'll even go out in public okay. for $12 million. All right, so let's, let's get I will do a lot for $12 million. I call that my personal Klondike bar. So, yeah. But look at Steven Tyler, and um, he was kind of known by the younger generation, and I, I, blame, um, I blame Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, now he's on the map again. Yeah, and it propels Jennifer Lopez back to superstardom. So I think that you have Mariah and Brittany looking at those particular opportunities, that it seems to be a, a cash cow. Um, but nobody knew who the hell um, Randy or um, Simon were, and yeah. certainly, um, what's her name? Paula Abdul, we did know who she was. but We did, but, but my kid didn't. Yeah. You know, the younger generation did not know who she was, and um, unless you like go to YouTube and and, and Google um, and search straight up. Straight up now, <laughs> So, and I'm not critiquing. I mean, they still all have a, a lot of money, and yeah. Um, oh, I you know what my highlight of my weekend was? Oh, wow. My week away was I ended up. I had a dream about Morton Downey. Not Morton. Robert Morton? Downey. Oh. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Did it or did it not include a vibrator? (laughs) (laughs) RDJ, because that was was what we called him in my dream. Myself and my husband were all, like, sitting in the booth at Denny's. Okay, this is getting a little TMI. So we're just sitting at the booth at at Denny's just talking talking about how we've been friends for years. Uh Isn't that hilarious? Yes. It's like, (laughs) wow, that's all I get. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, well, the hilarious thing of the whole dream is that you're at the Denny's. I know, right? We're at a diner, sitting there, and I'm just I, I'm given uh, RDJ. That was his nickname. Um, uh, you know, a sideways hug, going, "Man, it's so great to see you." I think that's hilarious. That's all I got from the dream. <laughs> you get nothing. I'm even. I'm. I'm even faithful in my dreams. What the hell? Well, you know, here's the thing with RDJ that I think is kind of interesting, <laughs> um, is that, you know, if uh, he uh, tends to switch sides, which he has said um, publicly, so it's not gossip, um, uh, when he's doing cocaine. Oh, yeah. Well, do you remember that movie Lesson Zero? Yeah. That was totally about his life. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. it was... I was reading, um, we were all having a discussion, is he married, does he have kids? And so, of course, I'm in the back of the the van as we're all driving away, and I go, well, let's look up IMDb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's wiki this. Um, uh, um, He's not married, but he has kids, right? No, he is married. He's in a second marriage, and he um, credits his his second wife for kicking his ass and helping him stay sober. Yeah. As well as 12-step program, yoga, spiritual practices, et cetera. So he's actually a very... There's a lot of martial arts, but he's a very spiritual man. 
Yeah. I think, you know. Think well, I think in many ways, you know, people that um, are addicted to something or um, even people that, uh, you know, for example, um, uh, I think that one of the components of uh, of hypomania, which I, which I do have, in many ways is a thirst for the spirit, um, uh, you know, in many ways. And I think that, that you, what you will see is a lot of people that have um, like an access one uh, uh, psychological disorder or um, drug dependencies or alcoholism or sex dependencies or gambling, you, you name it, a Denny's addiction, you know. Right. <laughs> Christina is in the chat room now saying that she wants some damn pancakes. Um, uh, uh, you know, the interesting thing is I read on his, in his bio is that um, his his father – Robert Downey, who's a senior, <laughs> who's a producer, made films, et cetera, producer director. He was very addicted to drugs and smoked pot with with Junior when he was six years old, mm-hmm. and that was the basis of their relationship. Yeah, and so and so that was what he. Um, it was just fascinating to to read that, and to me that was like so such a um, an intimate detail that was on Wikipedia. But then again, if you're famous, your intimate details are no longer so intimate. Well, you know, Jackie, I am so glad that I didn't have that kind of relationship with my father because I don't think that negligees would have been, you know, we would have been able to bond over real well. So. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> no, I like being a dude. Dude, dude, You're um, very funny. Because <laughs> when, you get, when you get a little hyper, <laughs> your voice goes, goes up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Although we both have very deep voices yeah. today. We, we naturally have deep voices, you know. Um, <laughs> this is just my radio show stuff, though, Jackie, because, you know, it is uh, when you know when I did terrestrial radio. Um, Christina uh, in, in, the, in the chat room also did terrestrial radio. So, you know, when you're told, can I bring up your voice a little bit higher? You know, bring your voice down a little bit lower. You know, all this other stuff, you, you're like a freaking puppet. So after a while, you know, it's just uh, completely uh, uh, perplexing. And, you know, one of the things that I bonded over uh, Christina with is that when I was doing a lot of terrestrial radio is that there's this hole in the sh- shack um, radio sta- station in Virginia, okay, that underneath it was the Christian Broadcasting Network. And they had, like, it was one of the only radio stations, Jackie, that I was in that I said, you know what, there is some freaky-ass negative energy in this place. And, you know, and you know, Christina, she was bringing it up to me. She goes, you know, when I was at this radio station, and I said to her, I said, you know, there's some freaky-ass energy in that place. And we just had this whole hour conversation over that freaky-ass energy and black, um, uh, you, you know, she was seeing black things and things of that nature. we got to have her on in season two. She channels Mother Mary. So that was Ooh. pretty interesting to bring Christina on with us. A lot of news um, going on, Jackie. A lot of news. Yeah, um, you know what's interesting? What? I don't. It wasn't until you and I started talking about. It, I said, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta see what's going on with that." Because I was um, off the radar. I was, I was totally out of touch. You were, you were, me. you were off of the off of the grid, and of the grid. Um, uh, it wasn't until actually this weekend that I decided that I wanted to talk about some of this because normally um, uh, we we don't do as much pop culture on this show as we did on the last show um, uh, that we did. But um, uh, you know, there were just so many things that were coming up. I think a lot of it is because it shows um, uh, that. Uh, the ninth, you know, the, the negative three weeks, you know, bring up these particular incidents that occur. For example, one of the negative uh, three weeks is um, uh, uh, 
you know, one of the things that happened during the negative three weeks is when in 2001, during the negative three weeks is when the Bush administration got the particular memo that basically said that they were, you know, that they were targeting um, our buildings with planes. Now, they did nothing with it, but um, uh, they had got that memo at that point. This week, these are just three of the things, and I'm going to mention them briefly, then Jackie and I are going to take a quick break and come back on the other side and discuss these. But um, in Colorado, um, there was a... Um, a gun shooting incident where the guy thought that he was Bane from the Batman movies and that he's really the Joker. I mean, it's it's really, really screwed up, of it. and I want to talk about that. Syria is threatening to nuke its own people um, or do biological warfare and uh, things of that nature. Oh, my God, all of these people that used to work for Christian radio stations are now in this. Uh, I am starting to get scared. Um, <laughs> Um, they're in our chat room. I mean, it's it, you, you know, if Pat Robertson comes in, you know, and get behind name, me. Say, and her name's Christy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's who you were talking about. I go, what? And no. no. <laughs> um, Christina is voice spirit. Um, and then there's also um, uh, Greece, or, or Germany has told Greece, no more money. So on the other side of the break, Jackie and I are going to take a break real fast. I know it's a little bit ahead of schedule, but we're going to take a break real fast, and we're going to come back on the other side and talk about that and also how these particular events um, affect you spiritually. Do not touch this. Do not touch that dial. Um, uh, you're listening to Keep It Magic. We'll be back in a flash. was a small town loner who never did dream of ever leaving southern Arizona or ever hearing wedding bells ring. He never had a lot of luck with the ladies. He sure had a lot of good working skills. Never cared about climbing any ladder. He knew the way in a small cafe found the will. Met that Bonnie and a little bit of her was a little too much. A few movies and a few months later, feeling that strong enough. You didn't own a car, so it must have been love. Drove him uptown for a diamond. That's when he started going over the line. Working overtime To give up things Just to hear her say she don't Deserve them But he loved her And he just kept going overboard Over the lips To a foreboard To give up things He knew she wanted Cause without her Had the first of two children. Mile time, it's a 
babies grew up and moved away. Left them sitting on the front porch, rocking and dancing. Billy watching Bonnie's hair turn gray. And never once in a while you could see him get up and he head downtown. Cause he'd heard about something she wanted. And it just had to be found. Didn't matter how simple or how much it was. Love. And boy, ain't that love just something. Strong enough to keep a man going over the line, working overtime to give up things just to hear her say she don't deserve them. But he loved her and he just kept going overboard, over the limit to a fold to give up things he knew she wanted. Christian radio stations. <laughs> no, I would have played Amy Grant, <laughs> who I think had a song in 1992 also, but it was also pop. You know, I yeah. think it was Baby, Baby, Baby or something like that. Um, but, um, you know, she was popular during the, the early 90s. Um, uh, so it's pretty interesting. Jackie, the Colorado dude. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I we talked about whether we want to talk about this in the show, and I, and I didn't want to because I didn't want to be one of those stations. I don't want to be. Did you say one of those spaceships? Stations or spaceships, oh. <laughs> um, or those shows that that's going to to grab on to something sensational and mm-hmm. and build our own ratings on that because we we don't this on our this on our gig. But then when we talked about let's let's talk about how a couple of things. One of the things how tuned out I was, um, uh, and how tuned in you were. Uh-huh. And and you made a big decision around that, but I was tuned out about. It. I heard about it. And I was like able to say, "Oh my God, that's so horrible!" And I said it. I said a little, little something, something, a little prayer, and I went on with my day. And and I'm not. I but maybe it's just who I am. I don't get stuck in a lot of that. But if I start looking at the news and watching it over and over again, then things seem just horrible. They just seem like we can't get get up off the floor. 
from all mm-hmm. that crap. Mm-hmm. So the, the interesting thing in regards to the Colorado um, tragedy, which they're now calling the Batman massacre. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, the Batman franchise is not happy with that. Well, not only that, but but you know what? I think that there needs to be some severe spiritual cleansing done on that franchise before they decide to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, because there's been yeah. You know, this is the second tragedy that has uh, come out of uh, this particular franchise. Um, uh, uh, the other one is, of course. Keith Ledger or Keith Ledger, I, I don't even know what it is. I know he was in Brokeback Mountain, but, uh-huh. um, uh, you yeah. know, who died uh, of a drug overdose that play, actually played the Joker. Well, this guy thinks he's the Joker, um, but was dressed like Bane, and I still haven't wrapped my mind completely around it, but he killed 12 people and injured uh, several others in Aurora, um, uh, Colorado. Colorado uh, needs some spiritual cleansing too. Yeah, because they had Columbine, they had this. You know, the judge definitely. There's been a, a couple of things. Yeah. The next time that you're there in Denver, you just need to do a whole ritual, Jackie. Okay. I mean, I'll stand outside I, the Grizzly yeah. Rose and um and um. Or go to a gay biker bar. <laughs> well, they'll all join me in that ritual. It'd be great. Yeah, you could just, you know, you could be like the uh, the fag tag to all these, you know, um, biker dudes. Um, <laughs> it would fit in well. I would, you can wear the, I'll even let you wear those uh, ridiculously hideous blue shoes. Um, <laughs> Fashion opinions to yourself, Miss. You are the only one who doesn't like them. <laughs> but hey, at least I'm keeping it real with you. <laughs> You do that, I want you to, to, to pound your chest twice. Keep it real. Keep it real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, so basically, the thing that shocked me in regards to it, now I listened to, of course, some of the media reports when it first happened because it was, uh, you know, it happened during Morning Joe. Um, uh, uh, basically, that's when they started reporting on it pretty heavily, which is the, uh, starts at 6 a.m. our time. So I was listening to it, and it was going on and on and on. You know, and, and Jackie, you know, four days, five days later now, five or six, um, I think five. Well, five days later, it, it's still Batman Massacre TV. And one, the point that gave me the particular um, awakening in regards to this is that they had. And this is like a message from God, okay, Jackie? I am fully convinced that this is a message from God. When they're sitting there and they're talking about this particular incident, which is a horrific tragedy, and basically one of the particular segments has to do with him having a profile on Mm adultfriendfinder.com. And in this profile, which they're kind of a racy, sexually, uh, uh, sexual-based site, um, it said on there the length of his member, which is small to uh, medium-sized, okay? And then they brought on the experts to talk about the length of his member, which I am thinking in my head, who the hell cares about the size of his member? Dr. Ruth was on? No, not Dr. Ruth. <laughs> she might, she should have been. But basically, you know, the, the and, and talking about, the, and this is where it really baffled me. So I'm listening to this. Of course, it did suck me in, but it's still a message from God. When they were talking about that men who have smaller than average penises, okay, now average is 5.5 inches, okay? So smaller than average, Jackie, tend to be more violent than men that have larger than average members. 
And I was just thinking to myself, this is so freaking absurd. That, that is I, really, that is, that is intrusive, ridiculous, and disrespectful to our intelligence. And this that? was on MSNBC. And, yeah. Um, you know, which which was pretty, you know, it was it was pretty shocking to me. Um, and then their source material, and this is how crazy I think that cable news stations are becoming. Their source material was TMZ. No way. Yes, the source material was TMZ, which is basically, you know, you know, they did the lead-in, the segue into it, basically. You know, TMZ is reporting, you know, that he was on adultfriendorfinder.com, and, you know, he has a smaller-than-average member. And I was just like, these people are freaking so desperate to keep this storyline going and going and going. And I was just like going, where the hell is Walter Cronkite? I want Walter Cronkite. Or Rachel. I don't want this. This is here's my okay. So as as my voice goes up because I'm agitated. Yeah. Here's here's my frustration about this whole thing, and I, you and I were talking about how CNN came on board during the Gulf War in the in the 90s. Yeah. The continuous or constant news network or whatever. However, what CNN stands for? Cable news network. Oh well, I maybe renamed it. <laughs> I thought it was continuous. You might as well call it the constant news network. I mean, go ahead. Uh, because it was, um, we were all in shock and awe. Mm-hmm. And it, this was a brand new way of reporting. And so, and then more news networks um, were born from that. But we've run out of news. Mm-hmm. In many ways, if you have, you know, uh, four stations constantly on, because you have CNBC and MSNBC, and you have Fox News Network, and then you have CNN. And current TV. And current um, TV is a new one. Um, so you have all. And now MS, NBC News. Okay, so you have another all new one. Yeah. There's not enough news to go around. So now this has become an industry where you have to manufacture news to fill the spots. And so you have this. You have you have seven different commentators all day on any one station. Who are commenting? Who need to comment on the same thing? Yeah, it it it, it got pretty perplexing because you didn't see it, Jackie. They were, uh, you know, shuffling in the surviving family re- relatives and, you know, reporting on, you know, every single one of these particular people that were killed, and you know, it just got so nauseating throughout the day that I just made the particular decision that I'm only going to read my news sources online from actual news places, and I might watch Rachel, but, um, uh, you know, because I'm obsessed with Rachel, but that's a whole different other story. Um, But this whole particular circumstance is just, you know, to me, it's just crazy. And uh, that uh, is more uh, of the particular issue that I think uh, is important here is how much, because you're going to start to see a particular type of uh, theme um, uh, in regards to this particular situation, which really is, um, you know, has a lot to do with fear, because as we segue next into uh, Syria threatening to nuke their own people, um, it's because of the different uprisings, correct? Um, well, basically, the uh, there there is a, a civil war that's currently going on in Syria, okay. and this particular c- civil war is a little bit, um, uh, you know, problematic. Um, and basically, one of the main things that's going on uh, in regards to this situation is that now Assad, who is the uh, the dude um, uh, that is currently running um, uh, Syria, 
mm-hmm. um, is basically stating that if Western countries get involved in their civil war, that he is going to, uh, y- you know, use chemical weapons. Um, so Obama, of course, has basically said, you know, that if he does that, that, uh, you know, that there's going to be serious consequences. I don't know how much more serious consequences that you can get than, you know, uh, uh, fiddling with your own people, but that's a whole different other story. Um but, you know, it is, this is a particular circumstance that I think, again, you have this extreme um, fear circumstance that is going on um, in regards to that situation. PJ43 is saying, I read Facebook, gives me all the news I need. Um, a lot of the news that you see on Facebook is actually the scandal-related news um, uh, that is created and crafted um, to... Um, uh, to get the sensationalism, um, you know that's what what gets shared on Facebook is sensationalism for the most part. I mean, there's a few people that uh, actually post some great stuff, um, right? Uh, but uh, you know, for the most part, you see all of the sensational stuff. Well, uh, you know, Facebook is. You know, I I actually watch the Daily Show for all I news, but um, <laughs> which I'm even more frightened about. By the way, <laughs> what? I'm even more frightened about that. Um, <laughs> so. Um, with 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 is with, this is fairly interesting to me about how um I'm going to kill all my people rather than try and figure out a, a solution that goes beyond my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is, is, um is, is are you are you done? Yeah, this is for some reason this thing is going nuts. But go ahead. <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> my um, mini decided that it's going to uh, not work anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my good lord! So um, this is the the as I say this, it just it hits me. I mean, really, I, I understand the pieces coming together. This is the mentality of so many people around the world. Um, I would rather kill everyone than change my thinking. We're watching it in our own country. I'm not saying whether people are right or wrong. I'm just saying that that this is is how people are reacting. I would rather no one survive than anyone survive with an opinion that differs mine. I know. I know you're you're a hundred percent correct uh, where that is, and and it is you, you know not not only that, but you know what disturbs me also is the whole um, uh, you know bottom level barrel of this, which is why are they reporting on this so heavily? Which is it, it, it feels as though to me at least that it is to keep people in a perpetual state of fear. Well, and that's what sells news. I mean, come on, let's let's yeah. face it. This is this is the decision that I came to too. Is that and and I've been chatting with my husband. He has the news on all the time, and he sleeps with it on. And I said that has to stop. I'm not. I'm not because um, he sleeps with the TV on. I would rather you put on TV Land uh-huh. and have the Brady Bunch come on at three in the morning. Um, I would rather you have um, psycho movies going on in the middle of the night, and rather than listening to this news constantly because it's manufactured. Yeah, exactly. It's so manufactured that Morning Joe's on for three hours. Yeah. The third hour is a repeat of the first hour. Yeah. So that they can catch that West Coast early morning uh, thing. Right. So it's it's the it's crazy, really, because um, the things that don't necessarily make news. You know, um, Michelle Obama farted. You know, uh, whatever. And why why does this need to make news? Uh-huh. 
I don't care about that. And they're not they're not using this to talk about things that are worthy. I mean, for a little while, Morning Joe was going into a worthiness. They were um, upgrading some schools. They were doing this, doing that. And now they're talking about sizes of penises. <laughs> well, it wasn't on that. That wasn't actually on Morning Joe. Okay. That was on a different uh, 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 show, but it was still MSNBC. Um, so, so it just that, that's my frustration level on all this. That that I think that at this point. We've come to a place where, yes, it's worthy of talking about, yes, but there are so many other atrocities going on around the world. Why are we focusing on this one? Keep us in a perpetual state of, of fear. And I think it's a little political. I think it, yeah. it, it forwards a political agenda either way. Well, the, the, the thing, uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, commentators are basically saying that it's the left-wing agenda that wants to get rid of gun control. I am telling you, if somebody can go and buy an arsenal of weapons and get this, Jackie, not only that, but booby trap his entire apartment complex where he lived. Um, there needs to be a conversation about how we go about uh, letting people have guns in this country. Right. Um, it, it's, I don't, I have to say, I don't think it's about more laws. Yeah. Because they're not enforcing the ones they have. Yeah. Um, I think it's about a new consciousness. I, I, I agree with you. Um, let's go to the third one here, um, real fast, because this one was, this is the first time you've ever said, uh, that, um, something did not feel good to you when I mentioned the news. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's uh, Germany, the country, mm-hmm. um, uh, has stated that it will no longer continue to funnel money to Greece. And basically, Germany giving money to Greece is basically what is keeping the European Union at this particular point afloat. And now there's questions as to whether or not to throw Greece out of the European Union. Spain also um, uh, is going through uh, extreme financial uh, crisis as well. Um, either way, if Greece stays within the European Union or they're kicked out, it is going to cause um, enormous amounts of financial difficulty and possibly a large global uh, financial crisis, because once it hits Europe, we will be next. Um, no, here's here's why I didn't this, – This I had to think about, after we talked, why does this feel very uncomfortable to me. Uh-huh. I sat down and I said – and I asked for some guidance on this, and, and looking at the overarching um, – energy of it it's a damned if you do damned if you don't situation Uh I don't think Germany has any more money to give them Uh Um, I don't think it's about greediness or whatever you guys aren't worthy I think it's it's about cash flow and um, the overarching crisis of this whole situation is that there isn't enough and and the, the thing about Greece is that and I don't know the culture in Greece I only have folks reporting back, and the same with Spain, people who live there, Americans who go over there that that live there, going, wow, it's so different. It's a completely different culture, and there's so much, um, there's a lot of, we think we have red tape? Oy vey. They have so much more red tape uh, over there, and then then certain companies are just completely, um, the countries are completely um, riddled with, with graft. Yeah. So you have you really literally have to grease somebody's palm on on some of this. So it is um, it's a fact of um, 
you have multiple systems leaning on each other to support the system as a whole, the Euro system. Uh-huh. And and yet you have different political climates and cultural climates. Um, and that's not sustainable. It's like it's a commune, really. You're looking at a commune, yeah. and and there's always going to be the jackass in the back who who uh, who goes, oh, I got a headache, oh, my back hurts, you know. Yeah. And, and and so and there's always somebody running up front like the little yippy dog going, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And and so when you try and get a group of people together, you're always going to have that kind of dynamic. And and then the culturally, you have that dynamic as well. And I'm not saying that the Greece people who are from Greece are are, are one way or the other. I'm just saying those dynamics always exist. Because, uh-huh. um, you know, this is just kind of how it works. But what's making me really uncomfortable about this whole thing is that um, we, we, we are in the middle of creating a new system, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Actually, we're not at the middle. We're at the beginning. I, I've talked about it numerous times about Uranus and Pluto being an aspect until 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the uh, Pluto, whenever it goes to the sign, and in this case it's in Capricorn. Um, Capricorn has to do with business and big, big governmental structures. Um, the skin of basically, I think, runs a society. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Pluto goes through uh, a sign, he tends to dredge up the bottom of of the, the sewage and brings all of that toxic nastiness to the top mm-hmm. in order for something new and something a little bit more permanent um, to be built from it. Um, and, you know, what, what I was thinking about in, in all three of these situations is the particular, um, you, you know, it, it's almost like we're in a perpetual state of fear, which is going to lead people to perpetual anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then people wonder why I don't leave the house. But um. Okay, okay. with that statement, let's look at this for a second, just for a hot yeah, second. Yeah, sure. Um, our modern world kind of became, began in the 1800s, uh, where we could communicate with each other quickly. Yeah. Um, we had the war. World War Two, we had the Depression and then World War Two, I should say, and then there's World War One before that. Um, and in many ways, it's time for that because we're shedding our skin. Yeah. We need to go to the next level. We have our morals have not caught up with our technology. And and with what you were saying, I was like thinking about this. Yeah, we're in this perpetual state, but but it's how um, things were back in the 40s. People were ter- 30s. People were terrified. Yeah. Everybody in the world, it was a global depression. Everybody in the world was terrified. And so that's that's what led to to the rest of the world war. We could really, um, we could just literally damn the torpedoes full speed ahead on all of that. But now we can't. We're a different world. We're a different human being. And, and so rather than all of us drinking the Kool-Aid and buying into the plan, yeah. we're, we're saying, no, wait a minute. I have... Um, I have an oracle deck called Deck of Shadows. Yeah. Which I really like that because it gives a different level of insight. It gets, you know what, it just rips and tears right to the core of it. So I pulled three cards about all of this because like, we were talking about what's the spiritual message uh-huh. on all this. I shuffled and shuffled and shuffled and shuffled. The three cards, and there's a lot of negative cards in this deck too. Faith, time, and ascension. Those are the three cards that came up. Uh-huh. Fascinating, isn't that? 
Yeah. Because um, we got to go through it. Yeah, the interesting thing is I just pulled three also, and I got the Knight of Swords. No way. Yeah. Because I pulled three tarot cards. The first one I pulled was the Knight of Swords. Um, the Devil. Okay. Um, And the King of Pentacles. Um, no way. Yeah. Because here's what I pulled. Knight of Swords, Six of Coins, which just came up in a negative aspect for me five minutes earlier, mm-hmm. and the Page of Pentacles. Uh, th- that's interesting because, you know, the Pentacle cards, um, uh, the Page of Pentacles would, of course, repre- represent in this particular type of uh, reading some form of new monetary structure um, that begins. The King of Pentacles is kind of a uh, is a mastery card of, of us getting control over our uh, financial situation. It also is the natural sign associated with Capricorn. Um, uh, so, you know, the Devil card, I think, being next to this um, is really... Um, has to do, I believe that the devil card in the tarot is kind of like the red block card. In other words, you have to clean out all of the gook and all of the gunk and all of the, the mess before you can begin to start to proceed forward. And I think that what the universe is doing is really telling us we need to quit putting the, the band-aids on the six-inch gash gaping wound that is pouring out like a pus pocket mm-hmm. um, and start to deal with these particular issues rather than just you know hoping, wishing, and if we hand somebody some money, it might go away mm-hmm. uh, because it's clearly not. The Knight of Swords is an action card. Mm-hmm. It has to do with quick, fast movement and um, uh, and ideas. The dark side of this card can be de- depression. Um. And it is ill-dignified in this spread, and uh, yours also. Right, and so the the six of coins. Um, prior to this, I I uh, we were skating out of a potential scam. Um, a, a company out of overseas placed a, quite a large order for it with us. Mm-hmm. It was exciting to get this order because get orders randomly from all kinds of places. Yeah, because my my hundred and fifty dollar order yesterday didn't do Jackie any good. <laughs> so this was this was a many couple thousand dollars. And then it was they wanted us to use their shipping company, which is not abnormal because some people have arrangements with shipping companies. And then um, when we called the shipping company to get a quote, and they said, no, you have to prepay it right now, or this quote won't last more than the end of the day. And we said, what? That is not how you do business. So we yeah. started peeking into it. And so um, and I decided that we decided to say we're not going to go for it. We're gonna, um, we called the, the fraud department of our credit card company. Merchant processing and, and reported it and worked with them. We're working with them to make sure they don't charge us back. Because how, how it goes is that you have to prepay your shipping, mm-hmm. and then they decline your charge because they never got the product, and then the shipping company never picks up. Now, how do they want the shipping paid for? A credit card. I mean, we could have we could have declined that whole thing too, but but it it um, we're not good at that scam, so that could, could potentially have cost us a lot of money. Yeah. And so um, we you know when I drew a card about it, and we just finally called it and said, you know, I'm just uncomfortable with this. It was the six of coins, and I went, oh, I'm going to be giving away a lot of money. But that was that was ill-dignified when I pulled a card concerning that whole situation because it's like, oh, um, to me, six of coins is, is your giving, and, and it's charity, but it's a lot of money changing hands mm-hmm. in um, random ways. And maybe you filling up somebody else's pockets. You know, I would keep the question, which your question was, um, uh, did you skate through any form of 
did you, um, I, I forget, escape any form of damage as a result of this, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So based upon the context of the question, okay, um, a positive card would mean that you did escape it, and in this case, because there was an enormous amount of financial um, risk that you were making. But I'm looking at it, again, I'm looking at it in this now in the questions mm-hmm. that we asked concerning these three things, and that one came up um, that one came up for Syria. So mm-hmm. there's there's some charity and some faith stuff that's stuff that good faith that has to happen there. But um yeah, there's a new monetary system coming for the Euro. They're gonna change the game, change the rules. And I think they're gonna put some restrictions on what your what your economic state looks like, whether you can be involved in the Euro. And that was a very tricky thing to create back then anyway. Oh, this is interesting. I just pulled some cards for Syria alone and I got the eight of wands. Mm-hmm. Um, the Queen of Swords um, oh. uh, and the Three of Pentacles. Um, this Queen of Swords, um, Etiella, um, considered this the Widow card, hmm. um, a great card in regards to somebody who is about to lose their throne. Um, uh, and also that Three of Pentacles is some form of new um, government, which, you know, the Three of Pentacles does not guarantee that it's going to be a good government, but um, some form of new uh, governmental structure, I think, that will uh, will come out of this. And it means usually some form of group involvement um, that will be in that as well. The situation, my worry and my concern, Jackie, is the Eight of Wands in regards to this, is that this is going to happen relatively quickly. So within within the, the negative three weeks, which all this is happening in the negative three weeks that, that you're yeah. teaching us all about. And um, and there was drama in Massachusetts, too. It was really interesting. There was? Yeah. Uh, family stuff, um, um, you know, personal stuff within the family. And I'm looking at this one. This is the negative three weeks. And it was really challenging, challenging everyone. Too much energy. Uh, yeah. Buttons. I was exhausted. Well, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't exhausted because anyone was training me. There's just a lot of energy. Well, here is the thing. Um, we're moving into a new book, Kabbalistically, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this more after the break, plus um, uh, some magic stuff. Um, we're, we've moved out of numbers. We finished the book of numbers last week. We're now in the book of Deuteronomy, or it's called Divarim in Hebrew, um, and it means words. Divarim means words. So we go from numbers to words? Yeah. We just grew up. <laughs> Um, uh, so, so uh, basically, um, the book of, uh, of Deuteronomy is all about the, the physical manifestation of the spiritual process of the first four books, okay? Um, uh, so keep that in mind. Jackie and I are going to take a quick break. No, I'm not playing no more country music. Um, uh, and you're listening to Keep It Magic. We'll be back in a flash. Don't touch that dial.
So basically, you know, that is a particular uh, period in which during the negative three weeks, that's the most potent day, okay? And then we move into a, a period that's a little bit easier, but still as equally frustrating. Um, uh, three, you know, basically until uh, Rosh Hashanah, um, which is in September. Mm-hmm. Um, during this particular period, though, we're g- granted something very, very powerful. And um, let me get out my Zohar here. This is where we sound, you know, <laughs> we make sound effects. Um the interesting thing in the Zohar that I found, Jackie, which it just blew my mind away when I read it, um, has to do a lot with candle magic. And basically it is a discussion which, um, uh, 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 and, and it talks about the third eye. There's a, a long conversation about the third eye. Okay. Um, and um, which the third eye means what, Jackie? Um, psychic. Psychic, intuitive. Um, is this a quiz? What's going on? Yeah, yeah this is a quiz. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, it, it, it's your intuitive faculties, okay? Um, uh, so basically, it's also stating that um, uh, the spirit of the universe or the light um, uh, sits on top of your crown chakra, and it has a name in Hebrew, which is called the Shekinah. Um, is that uh, also... The goddess name? Just yeah. out of curiosity. Okay. Okay. In Christianity, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the girl. Well, Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's it's another name for the Shekinah. Okay, so you have the Father, Father God, Mother God, and the Son. Um, uh, although the Christians have completely destroyed that at this point, but that's a whole different other show. Um, then it goes on basically to say, uh, Jackie, and it says, and I'm going to translate from the Hebrew into the English. Um, when his eyes are there on the head, which they're referring to the Shekinah and the crown chakra, um, he should be aware that the light that is lit over the head needs oil. Since the person's body is the wick or the candle, and the light is on the top in the wick, so what do you like when you light a candle? You light a wick. Right, and that's the flame. So the spirit's the flame. Yeah. King Solomon cried out and said, let your head lack no oil, since the light in his head requires oil, and that is good deeds. Okay, I want you to keep your mind focused on that good deeds. About this, he says, the wise man's eyes are in the head and in no other place. Okay. So basically what this is stating, okay, is that when you do, you know, you should constantly stay in a perpetual state of creating some form of good magic in your life in a continuous sort of manner, which is basically the basis of, even though the, that Jackie knows, like, minimal amounts of Kabbalah, she's a Kabbalist. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't know it. Um, um, because basically what it's stating is that you should constantly be in this particular state in which you are generating, Jackie, this good, um, uh, these good deed type of spells. You random know, acts of kindness. Random wild, acts of kindness. And wild magic. Exactly. And also um, to continually to anoint. Um, to anoint, the word, means to bless. Yep. So when you put, for example, when you put, Jackie, why do you put oils on a candle? Um, to to refine what you're asking it for, to give it a focus and a direction. So kind of like a blessing. Yep, to bless it. Now, what it also states is that in order to bring the light of the Shekinah through the wick, okay, you have to light it. <laughs> 
um, in order to bring the Holy Spirit or the Shekinah or, uh, you know, Mother God or um, whatever it is into the manifestation form, you have to light it. Now, my thinking, Jackie, when I was reading all of this stuff really has to do with those big, huge, gigantic arching spells. Yes. Um, which I wanted to talk about uh, a, a little here. Um, uh, you talk about them a bit in uh, Coventry Magic, um, uh, which, by the way, you can get at CoventryCreations.com. Uh, Jackie will sign it if you order it from Coventry Creations. Just ask her in the little note. Um, uh, but in your opinion, Jackie, how much focus should be we spend on overarching spells or the big, huge spells, and how much time should we focus on day-to-day stuff? Okay. I have a personal theory. Is that you have inner and outer magic. Your, inner magic, your inner magic is when um, you work on changing you. So, um, and, and that's the easiest thing to do, trying to ch- always change your outer world. There's a lot of work there. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of people you've got to work on. Yeah. So, so if you um, say, okay, why am I drawing this to me? Why is this a, an issue? Why is this a focus in my life? And that's really the best thing you can do is ask the question why. Yeah. Um, question everything. Say, well, okay, so why why is, you know, why am I losing my job? Not like, why me? But, okay, why am I losing my job? Or why am I, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. And say, so what do you need to work on within you? Um, and that's, that's um, most people, when they, even some of the shamanistic work, is that's about inner work. People turn it into outer work to change their outer world, to bring an outer experience and try and bring it in. Well, if you already have a block there, you can't bring it in. So if you do your inner work, which says, I'm going to deal with the world differently, I'm going to clear that block or whatever, and then you do your outer work to help the world catch up to this change that you've had. So your exterior, your outer magic is about creating a new spiritual habit. So you, you, can't, you can't create a new spiritual habit unless you do the inner work. Hey, why am I 60 pounds overweight? Well, I've got to do this inner spiritual work. Uh-huh. And then, and that inner spiritual work is about um, okay. I just need to get real with myself, and I've done a lot of work on it over time. And now it's about creating a new spiritual habit. So now I'm going to do the work on the outside to help support. Define myself. spiritual habit. Define spiritual work spells. Spiritual habit. A spiritual habit is um, um, when you have a mother complex, uh-huh. and so you keep making friends that. If this is all, for instance, you keep making friends that act like your mother. So that's your spiritual habit is to keep making friends that act like your mother. So if they you punish for- you and reject you, are you reading my? Um- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so then you work on your your mother complex. You whether you go and see a psychologist or you doing Akashic record work or anything. again, are you reading my business on the air? Go ahead. <laughs> Drumming the pain with the fingers. Okay. So now you work on it and you do all this work and, and you get into the middle of it and you say, okay, okay, I, that's it. I, I cleared all these, these mother soul parts. Well, you leave the session, the, the therapy session or the, or the reading or the healing session, and then you go back out into the world. Uh-huh. Well, you have a habit of dealing with the world in a certain way. So you can immediately undo all the work that you've done just by um, going back to that habit. 
And sometimes you need help to create a new spiritual habit while you peel off all the layers. Yeah. Um, it, it, and, you know, one of the things that I think that people need to – we live in a constant type of society, Jackie, that makes us want to believe that we need to do and resolve every single issue in our lives in about three minutes. Um, uh, and I really encourage – you know, we, we talked about this last week, but I really encourage people to be very, very patient. If you really want to heal – be very, very patient with the process. If you attempt to rush that particular process, it's like taking a, a cake, taking all the ingredients and putting it together, throwing it in the oven, and then 10 minutes later, you pull it out and you try to frost it. It's just going to make a bigger mess. Well, right. It's it's the the process is really important, and that's that was the big message from um, do, when I did the angel class. Yeah. Is when you skip the process, you haven't learned the lesson. Yeah. You have to learn the lesson to go to the next level. Um, your get out get out of jail free card is not um, is not going to going to work for you because you're just going to end up going back to jail. Mm-hmm. And so the process is is the magic. And so if you continue to use magic for the pro- to, to support the process. And here's the biggest. When I was doing the angel class, and I was I was like I was so excited about doing it, and I'm I'm learning about them, and I go well well now. You got these angels. Why do you need tools? Why do you need candles? Forget it. I'm not gonna make any candles. And I and I'm meditating on this, and I get a clear, clear answer. I, it was a kind of a moment of automatic writing, uh-huh. where get out your pen and paper now. And um, the tools, you know, you have free will, so you can call in the angelic energy, the the, the god goddess energy. You can call in your divine helpers to say, okay, I get it. I get what's wrong with me. I need help on this. And then you get into the meat of it, right? Uh-huh. When you when it is now the tenth day that you are not having chocolate cake, your diet sucks, right? Yes. <laughs> right. So you say, and you're having a really bad day, and you're crying in your cocoa, and 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 you're saying, forget about this. I'm I push all of you away who are helping me with this, and I'm using my free will to um I'm using my free will to to eat chocolate cake, and I've just pushed all the divine helpers out, right? Uh-huh. That is what your tools are for, is because if you imbue the tools, if you embody the tools with that angelic helper energy, that divine energy, um, whatever name you want to call it, and it holds the space for you. The interesting thing is that I think that uh, what you said in very, very simple language is what the uh, the six-year-old child, the Yanuka, just said <laughs> in the Zohar. <laughs> so, so when you're, so that's what I got. For, uh, that is, this happens every time storm. Every time you're going to read a portion on the Zohar, and I come to you and okay, I've been doing this work, and this is what I figured out. And she goes, and you go, yeah, okay. So now listen to this. And I go, no kidding. Well, these angels, since you since you decided that you were going to bring down, you know, the arch, the archangels and everything, they have been messing with us some big time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and, Everywhere and, I turn, I see Elijah the prophet. Oh, and then, and well, Doreen Virtue says the number four is angelic number. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I was at, uh, Sue said after I did the class the next morning, I, I didn't um, read there because they decided to give me a day off. Um, no one signed up for a Wednesday reading, but all my other days were booked. Isn't that bizarre? Uh-huh. No one wanted Wednesday. So 
Wednesday is the day that evil was born in the world. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite day. Um, so, so at, like three cars in a row pulled up in front of her store with the license plate four four four, or something four four four, and it was four fours, then three fours, and two fours, and then one four. Isn't it crazy? What? Yeah. Uh, seriously. Well, the the interesting thing that um, that Kabbalah says is that any time in which you have, and, and why angels were also created on that fourth day, um, were because any time that you have the greatest amount of darkness that was born, also the greatest potential for light is born as well, which is why, according to... Um, so Wednesday's Angel Day. Yeah. Not only but, Prince Spaghetti. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, it's the reason why the Kabbalists believe that Messiah which means it is a consciousness in uh, Kabbalah, not a uh, an individual, um, will occur on the ninth of all, the, the most negative day of the year. Okay. So, so with all of this candle magic doing the overarching spells in your life, mm-hmm. this to me is very much like having um, whatever your biggest issue is. I, my biggest issue is prosperity. And I think uh-huh. it's really tied in with my food and weight issues is, is a big, the big insight that I got. So I um, have a prosperity altar, and it gets rebuilt tomorrow. Okay, Thursday. Yeah. Okay, Tuesday. <laughs> I'm thinking, what's the best day to rebuild it? Yeah, next Tuesday. <laughs> next Tuesday. Um, and and I've, I turned it off a, a little while ago. I kind of cleared everything off of it. But, but the um, prosperity altar for me is the place where I, I sit and I take notice of what's going on and uh-huh. the prosperity aspect of my life, the money aspect of my life. And I say, well, what is the new information? What do I need? I don't have a prosperity. I almost never have a prosperity or a money draw candle going there. Uh-huh. So this is where I, I invite lessons, positive lessons to help me grow to get through different things. That's where I invite it in. And so... When you, you know, one of the let me stop you for a second. One of the candles that I ate because this just came to me. One of the candles to sit on that on that altar and don't light it at all, Jackie, mm. is the Empress candle. Oh, all of that fertility and all of that abundance and uh, 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 all you know the the attraction devices within the, within the Empress candle as well. Um, I have one on you, you know on my altar where you have the Mother God and the Father God. Uh-huh. I have the Empress candle and the Emperor candle. Interesting. So um, with with that, um, what I've learned is. Um, so I have a couple of different altars in my life. One's an ancestral altar, but the main, yeah. you know, you could do one for love. You could do one for your body, which I'm going to do. And since I'm going to add that aspect into to the prosperity, because um, I realize that they're very tied in together. I have um, a hoodoo altar. So what I'm learning from from this whole process is that. Um, when you have that overarching spell, this is where I work out my issues. This, this is where I say, hold this space for me. Uh-huh. Hold this space for me while I learn the next step. And to have, um, so to pick the thing in your life and then pick the different candles. Of course, I'm always going to recommend a Coventry candle. But, you know, whether it's a seven-day candle or whatever's going on and you anoint it, you put the oil on it, you uh-huh. go through the whole process to say, all right, well, the first one probably would, if prosperity is your issue, the pro- first one probably would be prosperity. And then listen. Uh-huh. To see what it, you'll learn within that short amount of time, within those couple of days of candles burning, 
you'll learn what it is that's blocking you. It'll come up. Yeah. And then start saying, oh, well, the thing that's blocking me is I'm afraid. I'm afraid to make take a risk. Or, or I don't know enough. Sometimes it's I don't know enough. Well, you know, one of the things that I want to do um, uh, during Rosh Hashanah is I want to sit down with you beforehand, and, you know, this will be just something that you and I do. But uh, anybody else that wants to participate, uh, I'll put a blog on it on uh, Keep It Magic. I want to sit down with you and choose ten candles to represent the ten sefirach. Okay. And then burn them in order, Jackie. Um, you know, just like to take the first one, um, uh, which would be the kefir or the seed level, which you're going to want to clean out. Okay, so that would be like a spiritual or a psychic cleanse candle. Um, and then basically start going down the tree um, and work with it and see what kind of like journaling, you, you know, what happens in our journaling process during that. Fascinating. I think that would be a great one to do. I think that would be a huge, big, that's a huge, big, gigantic over the year arching spell. Yeah. Um, to clear all that out. And and I would just like to thank you because as we talked about the seed level that's in um, Petra, the seed level that Meta brings, mm-hmm. um, the one that has the last name of Tron, um, that was such a theme um, over the the week. Mm-hmm. It was it was like it was the it was magic um, when somebody came to me and we, we did a session around. Um, Whatever it was, it was. I was able to find. I said I went up to to Ketter and I said, "Where's the seed? Where's the broken seed? Or where's the lack of seed?" There was one. There was uh-huh. some. There was a lack of seed. Uh-huh. Um, and so there was some empty spaces. It was voided out. It was. It, it was so amazing. Yeah, because if, if if you start out with a negative seed in Ketter, okay, as it travels down the tree, okay. It becomes uh, toxic and poisonous once it, it gets to Mount Kuch. And seed being the idea, the belief, the mm-hmm. block, the the complex, the um, um, and if and if you have a seed that's working for you, you don't need to look at that. That's all set. Yeah. You know, as, that's one of the things that Patty and I talked about when we do a lot of um, Akashic Record stuff. We, we pull up the negative, and I said, well, what if we find the positives, find what's working. At, working well and strengthening that. So we're going to work on that a little bit. And that's kind of like picking the 10 candles for the Sephira. Yeah. Saying, um, okay, let's find that let's let's find the strengths and work with those too. Yeah, and then you know basically I'll write up a whole thing in regards to how to work with it as uh you go down the tree because the Sephira um of of course are different energy. Um mm-hmm. uh um, and, you know, for example, uh, Bina uh, has to do with understanding, and uh, 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 Tefirat has to do with um, building up your own soul, building up your own um, individuality. So working I need to work on that because you know I'm a ginger. <laughs> Ranga. <laughs> ginger is a t- little bit too sexually um, <laughs> explicit. We prefer Ranga in this day and age. <laughs> Um, the Prime Minister of Australia. Okay. Um, who's, I forget, uh, uh, Juilliard. Um, um, uh, uh, she is, uh, they, they call her the Ranga. Because <laughs> she's not controllable. Um, <laughs> she has red hair. <laughs> right, right. And they suspect that she has red nether regions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't that's TMI. I know that's TMI. <laughs> well, for some, for, for me, maybe not for other people, but yeah, um, some people might be rather excited by that. <laughs> so, so this whole thing about um, this, 
the Kabbalah magic <clears throat> and the Bible magic is about using the rhythm that they've already established. Yeah. And um, and saying, oh, well, this is something that's been going on for a long. Sometimes you use that rhythm. I'm not an astrologer. I don't follow astrology. But when Storm points out something to me, I'll go, okay, I'm going to use that rhythm right now and, and grab onto that. It It is, um, you know, when you think that this is a particular um, idealism that has been going on for 4,000 years, mm-hmm. at least, actually 50 uh, uh, Fifty-seven something. Um, and that's uh, just when they wrote it down. Yeah. Um, that that for that period of time that they have been using these particular tools, um, it is really, really important. You, you know, there has to be something on some metaphysical level mm-hmm. as to why that it works itself out. Um, which is why, you know, the whole purpose of Jackie and I doing a a month of uh, of Bible magic, of of Kabbalah magic, um, uh, which we've called Kabbalah Chandra, um, is in order to. Uh, try to alleviate some particular fears in regards to the Bible and um, uh, get people to read it in a different sort of way rather than hell and brimstone. Right. There's um, not as much in there as, as you think, and it's all an internal process. So. Yeah. Like the wrath of God simply means effect. <laughs> That's all that it means. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's the effect to your cause. <laughs> Um, uh, but if you can understand cause and effect, then you can under, you, yeah, a lot of the uh, the difficult elements um, uh, out of the Bible can, can be dealt with. Um, we're we're almost done, Jackie. Big week for us next week. Yeah, we're going to do our Coventry's 20th anniversary show next week, and it is the last show of season one. Okay, wow, you know what? And and that's not season one is just not like this is a year. Yeah. This is a year that we've we've been doing this. It's it's a year, so we'll probably be a little verklempt towards the end of the show, but really, yeah, I always cry. <laughs> There's a lot of things in my life I cry about. I don't want to cry about this one because it's not like I'm not going to talk to you for two months. <laughs> the um, but we have a lot of stuff that's exciting for season two coming up, which Jackie and I will be planning in the month of August. Um, so make sure that you all tune in in September. But next week we will probably have some guests. We don't know who exactly who they are that are going to be coming on with us yet, but we will let you all know. I'm sure that Patty will be one of them. But um, uh, uh, but um, we hope that you all uh, have a great afternoon. And, of course, go to www.coventrycreations.com. Purchase uh, some candles from our sponsor. It is via your patronage of Coventry Creations that this show is able to continue. Um, And, Jackie, otherwise, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic.